Welcome to the Rise Up in Business podcast. I'm Tracy Myler Crane and I'm your host. I'm a business lawyer, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a mum to two wonderful little people. This podcast is designed to be the business and law podcast for small business owners. Each episode explores different business and legal concepts in a clear and easy to understand way, all delivered in bite-sized chunks that are easy to listen to. You're sure to be able to take little nuggets of gold from each episode and implement them into your business straight away. I'm bringing you these podcast episodes each week with my intention being to share with you what you need to know to feel empowered so you can rise up and take control in your business. Let's get into today's episode. everyone and welcome back to the Rise Up in Business podcast. As you know, this season, I'm bringing on guests to talk to business owners that hit around that three-year mark and there's a pause. I often see that coming up for a breath of fresh air and there's some time now to think about what next in my business and, and what do I do now? And something that I'm asked a lot, honestly, it's probably weekly at the moment, is how do you get a VA? How do you know when you're ready for a VA? And what does your VA do? So in today's episode, we're chatting with my VA, the brilliant Kirsty Wybrow. Kirsty, as you know, because I talk about her so often, is a lifesaver in my business and she's been an absolute game changer to my business growth. So I'm really excited to have this chat with Kirsty today. So you can all hear her brilliance and understand what it is that she does. And she's got a few tips and tricks for you as well. Kirsty, hello. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat to you. Oh, this is going to be so good. And I'm so happy that we were able to do this because honestly, I'm asked so often by people at least once a week, what does your VA do? How do you work together? How does it work? And people I find are getting to this point in their business where they think, I really need some help now. And often bringing a VA on board is a really nice way to start outsourcing and letting go of some of the control that we all have as small business owners. Let's dive in. So can you just tell us, tell us a little bit about how you work because it's all remote as most of us are working remote and virtually these days. Talk us through a day, a day in the life of Kirsty in terms of the working aspect. I find a VA will often be a first outsource for a lot of business owners. They do get to that point where they're juggling all of the things in their business. They've built their business up, juggling all of the things like business owners do. And then often they get to this point where they know that they need a VA to do something, but they just don't know how to go about that and what that VA will actually do for them and how it will work. Generally, we will use project management tools such as Asana or Monday or Trello. There are quite a few. Um, My preference is Asana, but there are others out there that work just as well. And that's a great way that we can basically communicate back and forth between me and the business owner. And then there's other platforms too, like Boxer, which work really well to kind of open that communication. But once the tasks are kind of set up, it's often just a case of me being able to go forth and do those tasks and the business owner can then really concentrate on the tasks that matter to them and that they enjoy doing in their business. So it's working out, first of all, what can I get a VA to do for me? Is a VA right for me? Should I reach out to a VA? So what 
are some of the things that you help the majority of your clients with, for example? So we do a lot of inbox management, onboarding, so sending out contracts for clients. We do social media support, email marketing support, customer service support, and then website updates. I support quite a few e-commerce brands. So that might just be updating images in Shopify or adding new products in that sort of stuff. It's really a lot of mundane tasks that are time-consuming to business owners, but need to be done aren't necessarily at the top of their list. So the first thing that I recommend to business owners is to write out a list of everything that they do in their day. And that's the best way to be able to work out what can actually be outsourced to somebody else. Um, Have a look at that list and highlight what needs to be done by you and everything else you can probably outsource. I love that. I think also that list is a brilliant idea. And that's a great suggestion for people who are thinking about their first outsource or their first time of working with a VA is to do the list. What I'd say about that list, though, is when you're thinking about working with a VA, and we'll come to Kirsty's thoughts on this in a second, share the list with the VA because I will bet as a business owner, you've highlighted things on there that you think have to be done by you, but in actual fact, they don't. So my journey, our journey together, and it has been a glorious and I'm happy to say a very long one. I very much started with these are the tasks that I need support with because everything else simply has to be done by me. Fast forward two years and honestly, I think everything I had on that list that has to be done by me is now done by you. It's a matter of awareness as well. And because I'm asked a lot by clients, what does your VA do for you? And I share it very openly and I'll I'll share it here as well because you've touched on a lot of it, but it's the things like the onboarding, which is super important, and it needs to be done timely and properly. Invoicing is a big one, letting me know when things are outstanding, following up when I've asked for something, but it's also diving in and helping me when I say, oh, I've got this really great idea. How do you think this could work? And because you've been in my business for so long, you're able to dive in with your perspective about whether or not that's really going to work. Tracy, is that really necessary? Do you really want to do it that way? Because that might just be not double handling, but triple handling. It's having that unique objective insight from somebody who supports you in your business. So it can start with a list of tasks, onboarding, updating images, social media support, invoicing, all of those things. It's almost like a two I see in many respects because there's a sounding board there. There's a, what do you think of this idea? Can we implement this? And so it's somebody else there that can help you be objective, see the forest for the trees, if you like. So I see the value as being so much more than these are the tasks in Asana. There's just having that other person there who's invested in your business, who really wants the best for you in your business. That in itself, I think is priceless. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that comes with time as well. Like after working with a VA for quite a period of time, there will be things like, you know, now I will say to you, Tracy, I can do that for you. You don't need to do that. And you'll be like, oh, can you? And like that does come with time. That's not something that will happen instantly. But after working together for a while, yeah, your VA can then say that's something that I can do or there'll be tasks that pop up that are, you know, a little bit out of scope and, you know, happy to kind of jump in on those as well one-off things and that does happen too and yeah you're right about sometimes we're too close to our businesses quite often I am the target market for a lot of the business owners that I work with so you know I'm coming in with a new set of eyes on their business and I'm able to say well what about this what about that often we're actually too close to our business when we're in it ourselves 
And that's just really an added bonus of having that extra person there, I think. Yeah, it is an added bonus, but so much value to the business owner because when we get to that point, and I keep saying the three-year mark because honestly, that just seems to be the most common point in time where people are reaching out for these things around that three-year mark. It really is because we're getting exhausted for doing all of the things because we feel that we should and we have to, but we don't have to. And there's just almost like a new lease on life. It's a new love for the business. And it really is vital, I think, when up-leveling or getting ready for that next stage of growth to be expanding your team, growing your team and feeling supported in your business. So that's a segue into what I want to talk about, which is working with the right BA. Horses for courses, different strokes for different folks. So not everybody's a good fit. I'm not the right lawyer for everybody. Some people really don't like me. They think I'm too blunt, I'm too direct, and they need more of the soft, touchy-feely. Well, that's not me. That's okay. I'm not for everybody and that's totally fine with me. I own that. Same with VAs. You've got a gel. How do you know if it's the right fit? Yeah, I think that that's a really great question because even me, I see a lot of VAs out there and I think, like, how? How do business owners choose? Like, how do you find someone to work with? And I think it's really just a case of diving through their social media, diving onto their website, like having a look at what they actually offer. A lot of VAs will have on their websites, the services that they provide, have a look at the clients that they're working with. Like, are they similar clients to what your business is? Are they a course creator and you are an e-commerce business? Then maybe they're not the right fit for you. And really just have a look through their socials, see how they write. I think that that's huge. And then just jump on a call with them, have a discovery call with them. Quite often you will get that feeling straight away, whether they're the right fit for you or not. I have people who I have discovery calls with all of the time who have just been on my social media and straight away can feel that I'm the right person for them. I had one the other day with a lady and she said, you speak just like I do. By speak, she means write. So if my writing is very similar to her writing, she thought, oh, that's great because she's going to be able to write just like I do. So I think just being able to dive into those places and really have a look at who the person is and you'll just get that instant vibe whether, yep, they're the right fit for me or not. So it really doesn't have to be complicated, does it? I don't think it does, no. And this is a barrier. I know it's a barrier because my clients reach out to me and they ask, oh, I'm not sure. I don't want to commit myself to somebody if it's not going to work out. And to that, I often say business is business. That's just part of the course. But there's no lock-in contracts, is it? No, and this is the perfect thing about a VA. It isn't a lock-in contract. And if you've got all of your contracts in place and your VA should have a contract, that's a big one. And I'm sure Tracy can go into that. But it's not locked in. So it's not like having an employee. You can also go on ad hoc. So if it's just a little bit, a lot of people will think that they have to have like 20 hours worth of work you know, for someone. And it doesn't need to be. It can just be a small amount. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like there's nothing lost. And not everyone is going to be the right VA. It's not going to be the right fit for everyone. But yeah, there's nothing locked in there. So share with us how it works in terms of the hours. So you just said that some people think, gosh, I have to have 20 hours. What if I don't have it? How are some of the ways that people can work with you and generally with a VA? 
I do have retainer packages. So those clients are clients who have an idea of the tasks that need to be done and how much time that will take. So this might be 10 hours a week. It might be 10 hours a month, but those hours are then set aside for that client and they're locked in tasks that are ongoing tasks that happen every month. We also then have ad hoc clients. So these people might have, you know, a couple of hours a month, one week, it might be an hour, the next week, it might be nothing. So these are the tasks that just pop up in their business. It might just be onboarding, like that might be all it is. So this might be like an hour once a week. And those things are just ad hoc. They come up, they come down, and that's just the arrangement. The downside to ad hoc is obviously my retainer clients are prioritized because those hours are locked in for them. So the turnaround on ad hoc can be a little longer, like 48 hours rather than instant. But they will know that and they're generally not like super time sensitive tasks that need to be done. So there's a few different options on work with the VA. And what I'd love to just capitalize on here or just pause and rehash on here is when you're thinking about starting to work with a VA, you can just simply start on the basis of let's just pay as you go. Let's do it ad hoc and let's just see how I go. Try that for a month or two and then you get into a rhythm. This is what a lot of clients give me feedback on. And then they know, oh, actually, this is going really well. I didn't realize I could delegate this to you and have you to do this. This is fantastic. So what I thought might be a few hours here and there, it's actually more regular. So we can actually lock in X amount of hours per week or month. That helps me with my budgeting as a business owner. And then it lets me know that I've got priority with you for those X amount of hours per month. And we can go from there and reassess. The fluidity and the flexibility is fabulous. And that's something that shouldn't be lost. And it shouldn't be, I don't think, a barrier to reaching out to a VA. Reach out, connect, and then explore and see how it goes. A try and see, really. Definitely. And on the flip side of that too, sometimes business owners think things take a lot longer than what they actually will. So if you do give it a try, something that's a two-hour task, it might take them half an hour because like generally this will be their area of what they do every day, day in, day out. So it could also work the other way and it's actually not as time-consuming as what you think it is and you may not need as many hours as what you think. So yeah, diving in and giving it a try, I think is the best way to go about it. That's such a good point point actually. And certainly from my perspective, for example, I know that if I sit down to try and do a copy update on my website or for crying out loud, try to change an image, which I would never do, or even publish a blog, for me, that's a big task and it will take me a long time. Whereas you do it with your eyes shut and it just happens. So that's a really great example of the business owner leaning into the work with a VA for support and then giving it a try to see how long it really does take, because I think you're absolutely right. It's not going to take as long as you think. And I just want to go back to what you said about the agreement. So yes, you are right. A VA who knows what they're doing and who is established and professional will have a service agreement to issue to you. If they don't, with the greatest love and respect, that should be a red flag because that suggests to me several things. And my listeners who listen to me often would already know all of the things that that suggests. So If you're not provided with an agreement, pause and just think about that. You need one. Yes, I can do one for you, but it's preferable that your VA that you're going to work with or that you're thinking about working with is already on the ball with these things, with their finger on the pulse and has this put together already. So that's all I'll say about that. In terms of anxiety from a business owner, okay, how do I know 
that my VA is going to actually see this task that I've put into Asana, read this email? Do I have to be on Voxer all the time and following up? No, you don't. What's your process? So when we talk about your day, you've got touch points with your inbox, your Voxer, your social media, your clients. I know that you do. Can you just share a little bit about how that works for you so that I've got peace of mind that you'll see it, but how does that look from your end? When you get up in the morning and you step through your day as a mum, as well as a business owner, how do you do it all? And how is it that you work so that your clients like me do have peace of mind that it's not going to fall through the cracks? Yeah. I mean, it is definitely building up that trust. And at first it will feel like, do I need to check? Like, did she see my email? Did she get that notification? And eventually that trust will just be there, that it is there. But just like everyone else in business, I have a process. I start my day in my inbox and check on anything that is urgent or that needs urgent attention. And then I kind of go from there. So I've got inboxes that need to be checked regularly, and then I'll move over to those. And I just have a process in my day on the way that I kind of prioritize tasks and what need to be done. I do have a team as well that supports me. So I'll make sure that anything that's outside of the tasks that can be passed on to them are done in advance and that I'll check in on where they're up to as well, which is amazing. But yeah, it's just that process of my day, prioritizing what needs to be done first and then moving through the day from there, using those project managements like Asana and Monday to kind of make sure that everything's being done in the day. I love that it comes down to processes and systems because I'm so obsessed with systems and all of these tools, which is amazing. Two more things I want to ask you and pick your brain on before we finish up. Lots of people wonder and scratch their head, and I know I certainly did, what's the difference between a VA and an OBM? What is an OBM? So an OBM is an online business manager. And the biggest difference, I had to think about this. I know you gave me the heads up on this because this is a big one. And I think this confuses a lot of business owners. So I think the simplest way to describe it is a VA is task driven. So these are tasks that you need to give to your VA to be done. An OBM is that next level up, which involves a lot more strategy and a lot more implementation into your business. So if you didn't have any systems, you didn't have any processes, you're not sure what platform you should be using. Like if you've got a course, you may then need an OBM to come into your business to implement all of those things. And then they may have a VA that works with them, or you might already have a VA who actually then does the work. So an OBM is that next level up who is overseeing those tasks. And a VA is the task doer, if that breaks it down. It does. It does. That's a really nice way of describing it or explaining it. So if you're a business owner that needs help realizing your vision, driving in a certain direction, brainstorming and thinking about how are you going to achieve these objectives or how are you going to deliver these things and the OBN comes up and almost be like your 2IC, I suppose, in your business to help implement your direction for your vision for your business. The VA is the layer underneath that, which helps actually execute on the day-to-day all of the things. Yeah, definitely. And not everyone's going to need that next level of OBM in their business. If you are very clear on your strategy and your processes and all of those things, and you're happy to deliver those tasks directly to a VA, you may not need that level of OBM. It just depends where you are in your business. That's so helpful. Thank you for sharing that. So you've spoken to us about your view and your advice on what to do when you're thinking about working with a VA. So check out their socials, check out their website, see if it resonates, and then book in for a discovery call and spend some time having a conversation. That's super helpful. The last question I have for you is what do you say 
is one of or the biggest mistake people make when they're thinking about bringing on a VA? That business owners can make is not knowing what their VA can do for them or not being clear on the tasks. And I've seen this before. People will just be a general, I don't know what I need done. I'm busy. I don't know what I need done. And from my point of view, that's really hard to work with. And yes, I can make suggestions like, are you drowning in your inbox? Is your social media overwhelming? You know, we can ask those questions and really try and dig deep into where they're becoming unstuck. But at the end of the day, if they don't know what they want to let go of and they're unable to articulate that, it makes it really hard as a VA to be able to actually get in and help them with that. That is so helpful, Kirsty. Basically, take the time to sit down and get some clarity around what it is you want to achieve with that relationship. That is so good. Thank you for that. For the listeners who are keen to follow you and keen to learn more about you, where can we find you? Yeah, definitely. I um, usually hang out most on Instagram. So I'm at Kirsty Wybrow on Instagram and you can head over to my website, which is www.kirstywybrow.com. Excellent. Thank you. We'll put those details in the show notes as well in case anybody wants to reach out and connect with you, ask you questions, all of those things, because you are a wealth of knowledge. And I know that you give away lots of tips on your social media as well, just tips and tricks that I find really valuable as a business owner. Kirsty, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I'm so delighted to be able to share you with my listeners. I know that so many people are going to get so many aha moments out of this because these are the questions that everyone's asking. So this is such good value. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Tracy. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I very much appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you liked the episode, please be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you found this episode to be of value for you in your business, I would be ever so grateful if you would take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, because that will help this podcast reach the ears of more business owners. If you haven't already, don't forget to jump over to my website and download your free copy of my annual legal checklist designed specifically for small business owners. And if you're ready to set your business up so you can get paid every time hassle-free, check out my course, Getting Paid Made Easy. You can access these resources on my website at tmsolicitor.com.au. Remember, in business, prevention is better than cure. I'll be back with another episode for you next week. Until then, take care.